play the way I wanted to play. All you can do is leave everything you have on the field, and I feel like the guys did that. Uh, they were the better team today. They beat us pretty pretty good. Worst I think I've been beaten in a long time. But I'm proud of the guys now they fought till the very end of the game. How about that stat that Mahomes had never lost by double digits? How's that even possible? And the Chiefs hadn't been hold, held to single digits, I don't know, since uh, Marty Schottenheimer was patrolling the, the, the sidelines. Uh, terrible injury situation with Kansas City. That's football. They were missing their two I'm key... I'm excuses. <laughs> two key offensive linemen, and Patrick Mahomes could barely run. I'm hearing excuses. It's just... it's it's, it's, it's you're, Stop it. I'm, <laughs> it's part of the game. But as much as he was drugged up, you know, they put a shot into his toe and everything. He's, he's got to get surgery on his toe. Um, the way he was limping, in spite of the best painkillers known to man... They did put painkillers in them, usually reserved for hippopotamuses in the zoo. I mean, serious painkillers. But he was still limping badly. Yeah, that's ugly. Yeah. Um, I've been meaning to play uh, we'll play this clip a lot. I wanted to play it every time we mentioned Super Bowl because I thought it was hilarious. It was a... Uh, the L- Super Bowl. LA, it's the Super Bowl. L.A. Sheriff in the midst of everything saying this. It's the Super Bowl, not the stupid bowl. Huh? It's the Super Bowl, not the stupid bowl. What was he talking about? And that if we're going to party, you gotta have going to have Super Bowl parties. Oh. If you're going to be out in the streets, you got to have masks. You can socially distance. You should stay away from people. Just not going to a party. It's the Super Bowl, not the stupid it's bowl. It's the Super Bowl, not the stupid bowl. Thank you, Mr. Sheriff. Sir. Now, I have generally paid little attention to and thought they've been overblown any of these super spreader event things about Thanksgiving and New Year's Eve or all the different stuff. But, man, I saw some of those pictures and videos from Tampa over the weekend. And there were tens of thousands of people jammed together, no masks, all night long. Lot of chin diapers in this crowd. Oh, yeah. If there were, if there, if anybody had a mask on at all, they were wearing it down underneath their chin. And and this is in Florida where they got the new British strain that's way more contagious. Oh boy! I think we could see an explosion of virus coming out of uh, of cases coming out of Florida. Oh boy! Because of the whole Super Bowl thing. When I mean, if one from what everything I read about the new British strain that spreads so easily, you get like one person in that whole crowd's got it. Everybody's gonna have it. Tell you what, you gotta you gotta just wall off uh, Florida. Which temporarily might, put in checkpoints military checkpoints nobody in or out which might be a good thing by the way as we're struggling to figure out how to get to herd immunity it'll be like wuhan with pineapples <laughs> not pineapples grapefruits <laughs> pineapples is hawaii the point is military <laughs> checkpoints but it might be a good thing actually because uh i don't know if we're going to get to herd immunity any other way than we all get it 30 percent of the population they think has had the COVID. 30%. Way more than the percentage of people that have been vaccinated. So in terms of getting to herd immunity, the you've had it crowd is going to get us there faster than the vaccinated crowd. It would seem that way. A, a number of people pointed out yesterday, and I, I guess we're pivoting to how bad journalism is, if, if it's anything more complicated than, uh, I don't know. Journalism is terrible these days. It was widely reported last week that more people have now been vaccinated than confirmed cases. Wow, great. Except confirmed cases is recognized by everyone as a ridiculous undercounting of the reality of this. Somewhere between 1 in 8 and 1 in 15. If you find a case, there are probably 8 to 15 more people that you didn't find. Exactly. I mean, the bare minimum, since they think slightly over half are asymptomatic, it's easily double that. 
But again, it's probably 8 to 15 times that. We shall see. Now, the post-holiday boom in sickness and death appears to be over. Uh, Notice I tied it to the holiday gatherings, though Jack was poo-pooing that notion slightly earlier. Um, I think it probably played a role. We will see whether that downward trend, which uh, the numbers are out for last week, and it's looking pretty good. Uh, We'll see if that continues or not. So uh, a a woman I know who is roughly Tom Brady's age did not appreciate them constantly talking about how old he is. Yes. (laughs) It is a bit odd (laughs) that a man who's 43, that ancient 43 years old is. And the old man, quit saying that! (laughs) That is kind of funny. He doesn't look 43. No. Of course, if I ate the way he did, does, and went to bed at 8.30 every night and exercised, I'd probably look better, too. (laughs) Well, his entire life is wrapped up in his physical well-being mm-hmm. and strength and the rest of it. So, you know, he's going to look pretty good. Did he hit the ground at all yesterday, other than when that snap went over his head and he went and dove on the ball? Uh, once or twice, but it's it's a rarity. That's part of the reason he's lasted so long, is they've designed offenses around him never getting hit. And he's real good at knowing when he's about to be, and he just whoop. And he doesn't have to away. run much. I was nope. just thinking about it. He nope. does a lot of conditioning to, like, take a snap, take two steps back, and throw. And then he walks over to a huddle. There's a yeah. lot of walking around. Yeah. Yeah. And as I said earlier, constantly the demeanor of an insurance executive at an average day at the office. It's an interesting, but they say he's a great leader. He, like me, has the unfortunate situation of uh, when he gets excited, his voice gets really high. And so he doesn't have quite the the cool, a lot of your quarterbacks, come on, let's get on there. Come on. Come on, everybody. We can do it. <laughs> is what Tom Brady sounds like. Like a fired up elf. <laughs> Although it seems to work all right. It's, you know, it's uh, hard to argue with. Jury's uh, still out, but I think he's a very good quarterback. Uh, CarShield is a very good way to protect yourself from expensive car repairs. In fact, plans from CarShield can save you thousands for a covered repair. Thousands. If your car's about to go off a of warranty or out of warranty or it already has, uh, get in touch. And CarShield has a protection plan for everyone. Payments are flexible. You can sign up easy. You can get out of it easy. That's the future of everything. That's why... Did you know this? CarShield is America's number one auto protection company. Get on board. They've helped over a million drivers. Yep. Just call 800-665-2157 for info or go to carshield.com and mention the code Armstrong to save 10%. That's carshield.com. Code Armstrong. A deductible may apply. You might be curious to know, can you take your car to your favorite mechanic? Absolutely. Take it there or your dealership. CarShield gets the rest taken care of. Even if your car breaks down while you're traveling, the choice of a repair shop is still up to you. Go to carshield.com. Use the code Armstrong. Carshield.com. Armstrong. Um, uh, I think this show and many other shows predicted the Super Bowl would not happen, or if it did happen, it wouldn't happen on time. But the NFL did manage to get their season in, in a way. And I certainly thought if it happened, it's going to be so messed up and so many players out that nobody will feel like it's a real season, and I think everybody's treating it like a real season. Yeah, there are some funky patches, but like I was saying before, quite seriously, injuries are such a huge part of the game that if somebody missed a game or missed a few practices because they were in the COVID protocol, it just, okay, so it wasn't an elbow strain. It was the COVID protocol. It just, Mm. yeah, it seemed very much like a a regular year. But then they were asking Joe Biden, or O'Donnell's asking Joe Biden before Super Bowl, um... If he does it again, I'm leaving. I'm well, just telling you, I'm laying that line in the sand. Uh, the Super Bowl. I agree. <laughs> Drives me nuts when I hear people say Super Bowl. I it's the it. Super Bowl, not the stupid bowl. Yes. Thank you, Sheriff. 
There's the crowd there. See, just people oh, everywhere with no masks on. Oh, and you boy. get that new British. Look at that. Oh, if boy. one of those people has the new British variant, everybody's got it. But then again, that might be a good thing. You know what? What? They're all young. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> That's <laughs> the British stream. <laughs> there it is. That's how you recognize it. Somebody walks into the room with the British strain, you hear that. Coronavirus! It was funny to see Cardi B with Wayne and Garth, who looked old. Yes. Oh, Wayne Wayne, Wayne and Garth looked old. Yes, not, not all the makeup in the world is so enough to Cardi, make them look youthful. They probably had to explain to Cardi B who Wayne and Garth were. Was she Almost born? certainly. Yeah. Was she born when that was on? Yeah, I don't know. The, the kids are pretty hip to the old uh, videos, but I don't know. Probably, yeah. And I, well, I, that was straight out of my youth. And I'm like, why are you doing this? It was poor. It was weak. Nobody cares. What is this? The olden days? Although I did realize watching that video of the people in Tampa hooting and hollering and carrying on that uh, that is the one dance I'm pretty good at. Happy drunk football fan dance. You just go like this. <laughs> your arms in the air, shake your head back and forth. That dance I can do. Uh, I saw your tweet about halftime shows. Uh, oh. I just saw it today. In a time when anyone can watch any musical act at any time, what's the point of the Super Bowl halftime show? Give us something we can't get anywhere else. Human sacrifice, a duel, man versus chimp wrestling. <laughs> just a few ideas off the well, top the of my first head. Two, well, they'd all be controversial. The first two particularly. <laughs> a duel. Come on. They both agreed. They'd sign oh, the waivers. I like that. It's a, We agreed. I'm, I'm fully, I hate that guy, and he hates me, and we're right. going to settle this now. Right. One of well, us is going to okay. walk out of here with a bullet in us, unless we both miss, and then I guess we'll shake our hands and realize that we were a little hasty. <laughs> like, often happen in duels, uh, the vast majority of duels, I found this out the other day, that um, they would, uh, they would uh, pace off, they would turn, and they would fire over each other's heads. But their honor was satisfied. Right. They had entered the, the field of dueling. You were kind of counting on that. Yes. Sometimes the other person wouldn't go along with that. Yes. Uh, witness Aaron Burr. Mm-hmm. Unfortunate. Anyway, how did we get to this? Oh, um, talking about the Super Bowl. It's the, what it's, it's the Super Bowl. It is the Stupid Bowl, I believe. Is it the Super Bowl? It's the Super Bowl, not the Stupid Bowl. Oh, uh, my mistake. Nora O'Donnell asked Joe Biden, will there be a full full, uh, full stands for the Super Bowl a year from now? And he said, I certainly hope so. And I thought, oh, is that even a chance? Is there even a possibility? Then I ended up reading a long article um, quoting a whole bunch of your top scientists and everything like that, saying this is going to be around forever. Life is not going to go back completely to normal, ever. Um, at least in any of our lifetimes. So, but what will it be like? You gave a will bunch it of different be examples. Like the flu every year, or to get into sporting events, you would have to show a within a certain amount of time vaccination card. Holy cow! It already takes forever to get everybody through the metal detector for flying. That would almost certainly be the case. Just lots of stuff like that. Mm. That it's just it's going to be around. It's just going to be around. The only thing we've ever I've got the notes. I'll have to dig them up. In fact, I'll do that. I'll dig it up for next uh, next break because it's it's pretty darn interesting. There, most of the bad stuff on Earth we never got completely rid of, and they pop up now and then. We're pretty good at it in the United States at keeping it at bay, but a lot of this stuff pops up around the world. Yeah, yeah. Well, the key is that, and, and I can't remember. I sent it to Hanson. It's one of my favorite things I've ever seen. It's about the spread of viruses or ideas or whatever. The idea of um, it's a it's a visualization where you have one dot among many, many, many dots has an idea or a disease, for instance. And then depending on the percentages of, you know, everything surrounding it, all the other dots, all the other people, uh, how susceptible are they to that idea or that disease? 
um, once they've had it, if they're immune to it, can those dots spread? And in what patterns do they spread? And in what ways do they stop spreading? And once we get to a certain number of people who have a certain level of immunity to the thing, um, it'll mostly just pop up here and go away, pop up there and go away, not have any sustained spread. I hope that's true. Mm. Although the Chinese scientists who, and, and don't even bore me with disagreement on this at this point. Oh my gosh, look at the time. We need a break. Um, but the Chinese scientists who were studying this virus and let it get out, they'd, they'd supercharged it. So it could be that even if you have immunity, that means you will never get very sick with it. You could still carry it and, and pass it around to those who could. So I don't know. Um, I don't even want to contemplate it, honestly. Who just bought $1.5 billion of the Bitcoin? What is happening with the impeachment? That stuff I mentioned about the virus, all that stuff on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. It's the Super Bowl, not the stupid bowl, all right? uh, I heard you, Sheriff. Huh? It's the Super Bowl, not the stupid bowl. There you Uh, go. Thank you, sir. When people say things like that, I've wondered this since I was a kid, and like your assistant <laughs> principal would say something like that. Do they think, oh boy, I landed that one, and that's really going to make an impact? Oh, yeah. The, the, my audience, wowed by my rhetoric, has come around to my way of It's thinking. going to change their behavior because of that. You know, I was going to have a party, but, you know, the sheriff put it really starkly. I mean, it really <laughs> made me think. It's, it's the Super Bowl, not the stupid it's bowl. It's not the stupid bowl. <laughs> Uh, I was going to mention, I'll talk more about this later, about the whole idea of the coronavirus is going to be around to stay. Uh, it's not going anywhere. And I actually think that mindset would be helpful. We stop getting rid of this idea of getting rid of it because it's not going to happen. The only thing that's ever been eradicated in human modern human history is smallpox. And there's reasons why that one they could and, and almost, well, not almost, everything else you can't. You can't get rid of them. It's mm. not possible. It's never been done. So more on that later. Oh, and coming up next segment. Ben Sass gave a speech to, uh, well, all the political heavyweights in Nebraska, because um, they're going to censure him again, because he hasn't been Trumpy enough, and he gave a speech to them that I think you should hear. We'll play that coming up. Indeed. Here's a speech you probably shouldn't hear. Do you remember when J.K. Rowling uh, said, essentially, that... You know, I don't have the whole thing in front. I actually do have the whole thing in front of me. She was talking about transgender issues and how, as a feminist, the idea that anyone who says they're a woman is a woman denies the fact that women have a special reality and discrimination and physically are different. And she essentially said there are men and there are women and quit pretending that's not the case. And, of course, she was blasted, murdered, canceled for being transphobic, right? Well, it's funny, none other than Ibram X. Kendi, the anti-racism guy, anti-racism babies, written all those books that your company or your government is probably forcing you to read. Your school. Your school. Oh, my God, yeah, the most insidious part. Your school is forcing your little children to read. Well, in clip 32 here, Sean, you hear Ibram X. Kendi uh, talking about if his daughter were trans. You know, obviously talking about race, even talking about gender. You know, I, I think it was last week. My daughter came home and said she wanted to be a boy, you know, which was horrifying uh, for my wife to hear, myself to hear. And so, of course, uh, you know, we're like, okay, what affirmative messages about girlhood 
you know, can we be teaching her to protect her from whatever she's hearing in our home or even outside of our home that would make her want to be a boy? Um, and I suspect it's the same thing with, you know, kids of color in which they're regularly hearing these messages that may, may, may want them to want to be white. Okay, Sean, um, or that's even fine. white children so who are obviously, like, obviously, he's not a hater in that way. He's making a more subtle point, a point probably worth considering. He went to, my daughter doesn't want to be a girl because it's tough to be a girl or she thinks girls are inferior or whatever. I don't know. Um, but if he were a white person, he could never get away with that. Keeping in mind, we're not talking about race, but because he's on that side, doll, he's protected. All of this stuff is so funny. It's a naked power grab. It's a way to scream, you're a sinner, because once they can pin that on you, you're under their power. So Ibram Kendi apparently gets to make subtle points about uh, sex and gender and, and that sort of thing. He's forcing his transgender boy to pretend she's a girl. Oh, it's yeah. awful. Yeah. He said he'd be hor- he was horrified that his transgender boy said he didn't want to be a girl anymore. I mean, please, he'd be canceled. He'd oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You couldn't even get lunch in your belly today <laughs> by the time his career was over. Canceled! But it's okay, because he said it. It's phony. Reject this crap, people. Republican Senator Ben Sass, what he said to his own peeps in Nebraska, coming up. Armstrong and Getty. The anger in the state party has never been about me violating principle or abandoning conservative policy. I'm one of the most conservative voters in the Senate. The anger has always been simply about me not bending the knee to one guy. That's Senator Ben Sass of Nebraska, who put out a video over the weekend, about a five-minute speech to the Nebraska Central Committee, I think it's called. They're going to censure him again. He's been censured once before. I'm not exactly sure why politicians worry about being censured. It doesn't seem like it does much. It's an expression of unhappiness. You know, it's, it's, yeah. uh, it's a signed letter. I make well, those all, all it is. I make expressions of unhappiness all the time. Nothing <laughs> happens from it. Anyway, he's been censured before, and it was also over not being uh, loyal enough to Trump. And um, and uh, he has, um, you know, he's stated pretty openly that he thinks Trump uh, lost the election, was lying to the American people, caused what happened on January 6th to happen, blah, blah, mm. blah, all that sort of stuff. And so his own state, where he uh, out polled Trump. Trump won Nebraska pretty easily, but Sass won even bigger mm-hmm. uh, on November 3rd. And so he's very popular there, but his own party um, was going to censure him for this. So he gave a speech over the weekend. And it's pretty good. What Americans saw three weeks ago was ugly. Shameful mob violence to disrupt a constitutionally mandated meeting of the Congress to affirm that peaceful transfer of power. It happened because the president lied to you. He lied about the election results for 60 days. Despite losing 60 straight court challenges, many of them handed down by wonderful Trump-appointed judges. He lied by saying that the vice president could just violate his constitutional oath and declare a new winner. That wasn't true. 
He then riled a mob that attacked the Capitol, many chanting, hang Pence. If that president were a Democrat, we both know how you'd respond. But because he had Republican behind his name, you're defending him. Something has definitely changed over the last four years, but it's not me. Personality cults aren't conservative. Conspiracy theories aren't conservative. Lying that an election has been stolen, it's not conservative. Acting like politics is a religion, it isn't conservative. Uh, those were some excellent points there, I think. Uh, I agree with everything you just said there. I know a lot of you don't. Well, no, no, not a lot of you don't. Some of you don't. I do not have a single point of disagreement with him. I admire Ben Sass a great deal, always have, and he's 100% right. You know, and when the, and the thing he said right at the beginning I thought was really interesting. If you look at his voting record, he's among them, because, you know, they, they rank people in government as to liberals, conservative, based on your votes. You do a lot of votes. Most of the votes that they take you never hear about, because mm-hmm. they're not big enough things. But they keep track of these votes. and then they, because it's not exciting for the idiot media. And they put you on a continuum of liberal to uh, conservative, and, like, you know, Bernie's often, like, the very furthest to the left. And then I don't remember who's usually to the very far to the right, but... Ben Sass is in the handful of the very, very most conservative people. Mm-hmm. He said, so nobody's unhappy with his conservative beliefs. It's just whether or not he's supporting a person enough. Let's, go ahead wrap, let's wrap it up with clip 38. Nebraskans aren't rage addicts, and that's good news. You are welcome to censure me again, but let's be clear about why this is happening. It's because I still believe, as you used to, that politics isn't about the weird worship of one dude. The party could purge Trump skeptics, but I'd like to convince you that not only is that civic cancer for the nation, it's just terrible for our party. I get completely uh, the appeal of Trump, and I appreciated him fighting against, fighting forcefully against a lot of the worst things in American society um, from the left. And calling out so many people from China to NATO to teachers unions to whomever. I just really, really appreciated it. But he was obviously a loose cannon. And in terms of the whole election being stolen thing, and I've heard a number of interviews lately of people who went down the QAnon rabbit hole and have come out of it and thought, what the hell was I thinking? I'll just, I'll say this to those of you who are, who believe that it was a big, beautiful landslide and it was stolen. Number one, you're wrong. Um, and, and speaking of conservative bona fides, I don't think I have to, uh, reestablish mine. Uh, secondly, there are people who lie to you who are extremely skilled at it. They're very, very good at understanding how to grab people's passions. And, uh, and, and, and manipulate them, feed them, and then extract your money or your loyalty or whatever. And they systematically made stuff up. And remember, one of, uh, one of my favorite, uh, joke idiosms, one of my favorite things I've ever said, which I know sounds crazy, but, um, is the best fraud is 80% true. It has a lot of truth around it. It's like uh, the Kremlin does this all the time. Their misinformation is mostly true. Then they slip in the, the critical lie that perverts it just enough to be effective. And a lot of the stuff about the Dominion voting machines and the rest of it was just crap. 
designed to get you to subscribe or be loyal, or give them your money or whatever. And and Trump saying all that stuff all the time was incredibly irresponsible and damaging. How about Fox Business firing Lou Dobbs on Friday, their top-rated show on their network? I did not know that. Because he was continuing to say things like Dominion Voting Machine, you know, was rigged, and now various companies are getting sued. Uh, It's like, no, you can't keep saying that. It's not true, and we're going to get sued for gazillions of dollars. Right. Keeping in mind that truth is an absolute defense against libel, and, and it's possible these corporate media folks, including Fox News, would fire somebody just because... They'd be sued, but that doesn't tell you the whole story. They're firing them because they'd be sued successfully. That's the problem. They're not going to get rid of Lou Dobbs just because, you know, they might have to go to court. They go to court all the time. They got a floor full of lawyers. Um, it's that they would lose is why they fired them. You know, on a similar topic, I can't resist this. Uh, we've been talking about the Lincoln Project. Bunch of anti-Trump Republicans, Okay. It's not, the world isn't as simple as some people would like it to be. Trump was good, and he was bad. There are anti-Trump people who are of a good conscience, and there are scumbags. Number one, you know, Adam Schiff, everybody on MSNBC, whatever. They're just, they're despicable humans. And the Lincoln Project, you know what, Sean, I meant to ask you to get that Lincoln Project ad where, where, Mommy, who won the election? <laughs> Trump did. But they thought you could only run twice. That used to be, honey. That used to be. And in the background, Seagal Trump, Seagal Trump. Nazi it, Germany. Just, it was so idiotic and over the top. And the Lincoln so you remember we were talking about this John Weaver guy for the Lincoln Project last uh, last week. And, and we can go back to the serious discussion, Jack, if you'd like to in, in a nah. second. But this is just so good. So they got rid of this John Weaver guy because not only was he using the Lincoln Project as a giant grift like everybody in it, ripping people off, becoming heroes of the left for being anti-Trump and enriching themselves, but this guy and maybe others were using it as a way to score sex with boys and young men. It was like this, you know, gay boy recruitment thing. Especially by this John Weaver guy. So this other chick who's involved, Jennifer Horn, whose act I didn't really know, she uh, she resigned in a huff. Give her a second, she resigned a second in a huff. Anyway, so she resigned saying, John Weaver's grotesque and inappropriate behavior, coupled with his longstanding deceptions concerning that behavior, are sickening. Et cetera, et cetera. I am leaving the organization. I won't be party to something this terrible. Well, the Lincoln Project then, which apparently still exists, responded 48 hours ago uh, at a moment when the Lincoln Project was under attack from the Trump organization and their propaganda allies. Uh, okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. One of your head guys is trying to score sex with boys. That's not under attack from the Trump organization. And propaganda allies. Anyway, these liars go on to state, Jennifer Horn, in written communication, requested from the Lincoln Project an immediate signing bonus payment of a quarter million dollars and $40,000 per month consulting contract going forward, wrote the communications spokeshole Ryan Wiggins. This followed a Christmas Eve communication from Jennifer where she demanded a board seat, a television show, a podcasting hosting assignment, and a staff to manage the endeavors. Uh, she also stated her goal was to establish immediate long-term financial security. So, long story short, this thieving, 
boy sexing up organization, all the rats are now turning on each other and accusing each other and making it clear what this thing was the entire time, which was a scam. Oh, yeah. That seemed pretty obvious to me. but no. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, it wasn't that obvious on CNN and MSNBC where these people became the Michael Avenatti's of 2020. One more uh, government note, and then uh, probably move on for a second. I got some more uh, Super Bowl comments to make. Um, the brilliance of the way our system is designed. So that was a senator you heard from, Ben Sass. One of the reasons he can be comfortable enough to say that, and he might even if he is a House member, but he certainly... It's easier as a senator. He just won. So he's got six years. He's not up for re-election until, you know, the middle of whoever's president next term. He's got Justin that long. Timberlake. As opposed to the House. Tom Brady. So we have that crowd that is protected by some time to where they, they've got, you know, they don't have to react to the, 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 the fevers of the day. They can, you know, more easily go with their conscience. But we'd like to have some people that react to the fevers, the passions of the time, because sometimes the passions need to be represented. And the representative in the House of Representatives, in every two years, they're up for re-election. You're right. That is brilliant. And so he can, he can, you know, he can say those things. Trump is going to be a distant memory, I guarantee, in six years. I mean, because no politician can, you know, rule the party for that long. Um, so he, he's saying what he, he what he believes, and he'll be fine. Whereas Liz Cheney... Calling for a vote was a ballsy move yes. last week. You stuck her neck way out. Uh, well, basically, her message was, um, if you don't want me, if this is Trump's party, then I want out. Yeah. And they did a secret vote with a lot of people believing if it weren't a secret vote, people wouldn't have had the courage to do this. But with a secret vote, she quite easily won, and she gets to stay in the uh, leadership position in the Republican Party. Yeah, if you didn't follow it, the vote was something like two and a half to one to keep her. But you're right. You're right. The fact that they felt like they needed... Well, the caucus should be able to vote secretly. Not everything needs to be in public. No. Um, that's uh, you know, it's a misperception. Because uh, there are times you need to hunker down and, and talk things out in public. Then, then you put out your public statement. But anyway, uh, yeah, the fact that they need to do it in secret is interesting to me, at least. I got a question about some of the things I saw in the Super Bowl. We'll play a little clip of uh, some of our uh, favorite ads. Oh, here's my impression of uh, Tom Brady as president, if he is elected president. and. <laughs> There are less likely things that have happened. Um, we've decided to nuke China. Um, we're at war with China now. Uh, put out a $5 trillion economic stimulus package. We now have colonized the moon. <laughs> uh, are there any questions? Now I'm going to do some lunges. He is the most placid individual I think I've ever seen on the field of sport. So he did get mad at a couple guys and jaw at him, but it was like, oh, my God, he's yelling. But usually, like I said, he looks like an insurance executive walking down the hallway. Uh, I need to go inquire about the uh, Penske file. (laughs) And then I think it's time for lunch. (laughs) Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. GM's new Ultium battery, we're going to crush those losers. Crush them! Let's go, America! Keenan, Norway's out EVing us. What's this? Oh, it's my daughter's birthday. She's really a pirate. I don't care. Grab an EV, meet me in Norway. Okay, can I say goodbye to my family? Nope. All right. Hey, Norway, listen up, you fish lover! 
place is adorable. Damn it. Where are you guys? We're in Finland. Where are you? I'm in Norway. Norway? You're in Sweden. Damn it. <laughs> Will Farrell pitching electric vehicles for General Motors. Yeah, um, uh, that uh, electric Cadillac looked pretty cool. Although I was explaining to my family that uh, I think the big push, we talked about this last week, GM announcing we're going to be electric vehicles only by the year 2030, like next summer. And then the big push in the Super Bowl. They're trying to convince the Biden administration, no, we're fully on board. Climate change is all we think about over here. No need for regulations. No need for stricter this or that. Don't No timetables. Don't worry about it. We're that's the only thing we want is electric vehicles. You can't vehicles. pass a mandate that's more serious than the one we have already. I think it's the whole point. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That ad was funny, A-H. As heck. <laughs> funny tweet. I liked when he called them, we're going to beat those losers. Yeah. Yes. Then he repeats it, losers. <laughs> I Get thought, it? I thought this was a funny tweet. You want to feel old? When Tom Brady made his first Super Bowl appearance, Joe Biden was 58. I find that a stunning... <laughs> Come on. There have been a lot of... So uh, Tom Brady won his first Super Bowl in standard definition, and now there's like portrait <laughs> mode on the on the sideline cameras. The differences of Tom Brady's first appearance in a video game versus what Tom Brady's video game characters look like now is, is staggering. He won three Super Bowls by the time he was 27, then didn't win for 10 years. I didn't realize that. And then yeah. he's won four since he turned 37. Yes. It's crazy. If he were in baseball, I'd be thinking he was juicing, but that doesn't really help you as a quarterback. Well, he now has, is it three more Super Bowl victories than the runner-up? He's got double the playoff victories of the runner-up. Yeah. I think he's got 30-plus. The second place has 15 or 16, something like that. So I was making this point earlier. I wouldn't trade places with him, even if it was a guarantee of all the success, if this is what his life is. This is what he does Pretty much every day, year-round, and has for years and years and years and years. Um, Gets up at 5.30 every morning. Wakes up, drinks an electrolyte water and smoothie. Stretches. Till 7 a.m. where he has breakfast at the family. Then from 8 to 10.30, the gym for strengthening conditioning. If I get up and I ask for an electrolyte water, it's because I'm hungover. Yeah. (laughs) Amen to that. (laughs) 10 o'clock beach time, and I'm not exactly sure what that means. Then at 11, he spends an hour reviewing game footage. Noon, lunch. 3 to 5, team practice or in the off-season surf and workout. More working out. 5 to 6, post-workout pliability session. 6 o'clock, dinner with the family. Still, there hasn't been any watching TV here or playing golf. Or just laying around, uh, staring at your phone. Um, Eight o'clock pliability workout for muscle recovery. That's after dinner. Um, reads to the kids, which is nice. Seven thirty. Then eight thirty lights out and sleep. And that's what he does seven days a week, wow. year round, and has for years. Eight thirty. Eight thirty. And all he's and oh by the way, it lists all his meals. And so he has like a smoothie for lunch. He has guacamole with egg whites, and then for dinner mm. he has. Uh, like fish on a bed of lettuce. What is that? Yeah. Nine hours with of sleep nothing. each night, eight thirty to five thirty. Yeah, and just and and that's all he does every single day. Wow, I wouldn't trade places with that. You know, that's fine if you you know it's fantastic, but it's not what I want to do. When's he working four or five cocktails? I think <laughs> I think you have to have a certain sort of brain to be able to do that and not go crazy oh, and yeah, not think clearly. I'm there's more to life than this. Yeah. There are other things I want to do. 
He's, he's a monomaniac. He has one one goal. One, you know that was his work day. I'll bet he. I, I do not mean to suggest he's a bad dad because I have no idea. Oh but no, no, there wasn't. I didn't see any play with the kids time there. But mm, yeah, yeah, and I and and I and the travel obviously uh, gets in the yeah. way of a lot of your kids stuff, and you don't need to do it. But I'd be uh, I'd be surprised if the kids weren't involved in beach time, whatever that was, yeah, and surfing sure. with them or whatever. But he had a documentary where he kind of he seemed again he knew the cameras were there, but he seemed like a very attentive and caring yeah. father. Well, back in the day. Sports media was much more compliant with the idea that our sports heroes must seem to be heroes. This is um, an excellent point I think you're about to make. And these days, they give you the whole story. And either you're obsessively competitive to the point that you alienate everyone around you, uh, like Michael Jordan was to a large extent, or you're just dull as hell and have no interest in anything but your job, like Tom Brady. Oh, I thought you were going to make the point of, you know, Athletes from a former time or other athletes, they do different things. Is that worse than being as, you know, dedicated as Tom Brady? If you're looking at Mickey Mantle's day, sure. wake up at nine with a bad hangover. Try to get past your hangover. Practice a little bit. Take a nap because you're still hungover. Right. Go to baseball game. Do well. Then get drunk and have sex with a woman, not your wife. Yes. That would be your day. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Is it that goes, better? It goes both ways. We know them a little more completely. I don't know. Armstrong and Getty.